Welcome to a special edition of the Health Leaders Podcast commemorating Nurses Week. I'm Melanie Blackman, an editor for Health Leaders. Today I'm joined by Sharon Pappas, the Chief Nurse Executive of Emory Healthcare in Atlanta. In her role, she leads a nursing workforce of more than 8,000 nurses across the organization's 11 hospitals and more than 250 clinic locations. And five of her operating units are magnet designated. Sharon is also a faculty member for Emory's Nell Hodgson Woodruff School of Nursing and has authored multiple publications on subjects such as improving patient safety, nurse engagement, building leaders, and enhancing nurse influence. She is a fellow of the American Academy of Nursing and past chair of its expert panel on building health system excellence. She has also received numerous honors and most recently received the Lifetime Achievement Award by the American Organization of Nurse Leaders. So Sharon, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Happy to be here. So for our first question, you know, chief nurses are finally becoming full strategic partners in their organizations after decades of not being recognized as part of a hospital's executive organizational team. How did this evolve? When these kind of questions come up, I I always have to kind of pause and think back about my own journey. And, you know, a couple of things when I first became a chief nurse, I, I recall is that I would think about, okay, you are the only person at this executive table that's a nurse and you're the only one who knows nursing broad and deep and you will have that as part of your responsibility because um, healthcare is actually a business of patients and nurses are probably the most um, the largest part of a healthcare systems workforce and you're who the patient sees more than any other individual and so I always saw nursing as, as an important element in my organization's success. And the, the second thing I, I always thought about was, you know, I want my organization to be successful because of nursing. In other words, I want nursing to contribute to the success of the organization, not be something that was difficult for the organization. And, and so to do that, you have to really understand you know, there's a financial element to that. There's a safety element to that. There is a consumer experience element to that. And there is a quality element to that. And when you when you think about nursing in that way, you realize that for all of those outcomes I just described, there are also very important um, foundational elements that create those outcomes. Uh, example, things like low nursing turnover, Things like a highly educated nursing workforce, a highly credentialed nursing workforce, a nursing workforce who absolutely loves nursing. And so those were all the pieces that I felt a strong accountability for as being part of that organization's success, which made me a strategic partner that was able to contribute at that table because uh, I was a nurse and my accountabilities were focused around the organization and how to leverage nursing nursing practice in order to achieve all the other outcomes. 
No, that absolutely makes sense, especially with knowing exactly what the nurses are going through as they serve on the front lines. Um, I know you first became a CNO in 1997. How would you compare the general experience of being a nurse executive leader then to being a nurse executive leader now in terms of organizational influence? Well, uh, that's a fabulous question. And, you know, I think that, um, and, and maybe, maybe this is a biased response, but I think things were easier to figure out in 1997. Uh, now, maybe some people might disagree with that, but um, th there, there's always been a nursing shortage and a staffing crisis uh, cycl cyclical across my entire career. And so I think that we always kind of accepted it as cyclical and knew that there would be certain um, political or cultural situations that would occur that would either take nurses out of hospitals or bring them back to hospitals. So we always recognize that cyclical nature. I think the situation that we're in right now, uh, being a nurse executive leader now, it's very different because we have fewer solutions. And because of that, more organizational leaders are, are kind of uh, realizing that, wow, this is not going to be something that's easy to figure out. And so I really need to lean on my nurse executive on the team in order to be the, the, the person who has the broadest knowledge about what might work and what might set us on a different course. And so I think that's where a lot of that influence comes and I would also say for me, um, you know, I've always been one of those um, chief nurses who really appreciated the fact that nurses uh, really contribute outcomes like value, as opposed to um, being satisfied with someone talking about nursing in terms of how much a nurse costs or what the staffing should be. I've always thought, you know, let's let's not talk about the cost. Let's talk about the contribution. And so I've always used that executive platform to help other people view a nursing contribution. And, and I think that that when you begin to talk in financial and quality terms in the same sentences, it, and, you know, I think our, our value-based reimbursement really has teed up our ability to do that in a stronger way. But when you when you start talking about nursing in those ways, I think it really does raise your ability to influence because people around the table don't just don't just think of nursing in terms of of uh, you know oh they produce great patient experience and high quality well because of those two things they also impact your net revenue and so you know all of those things have to occur together they can't occur singularly and and I think that really raised our ability to talk about how we influence no absolutely nurses have such a big impact on the organization, whether you're talking about, you know, frontline with the patients um, and then affecting outcomes and values, as you were saying. What non-clinical skills do chief nurses need to be strategic, influential partners within their own organization's leadership team? Well, one of the things I think is, is pretty strategic Really, this may surprise you a little bit, Melanie, because I think one of the strategic elements is really our relational leader skills. Um, and the reason that I say that is if you think about 
our healthcare world today and its level of complexity, um, it is not something that can be managed as we were back in the industrial age, where you had a few decision makers at the top who made all the decisions and then handed them to people to implement. Problems that call for changes in attitudes, behaviors, beliefs, um, and solving those problems requires a new learning and innovation and patterns of behavior. That's complexity. And that's where we are today. So a few people will not come close to having solutions to those type of problems. So enter your relational leader skills and that that is really about creating platforms where you're able as a leader to to have a platform where you can actually interact and learn from the people on the front line, which then tells you what your strategic direction should be. And, and that way you have the ability to enable knowledge, you're able to develop people, you're able to help them be more adaptable in how to innovate. And those will be our solutions in this world of complexity, unlike they would have been in the industrial age. And so I think if there were non-clinical skills that I would be really proud of, it would be those relational skills that I have that really help people recognize their part of any solution or any strategic plan that we might need to put in place. Absolutely. Are there ways that health systems and hospitals can prepare for their CNOs to be strategic influential partners as well as, you know, nurses um, on the leader leadership team kind of lower down? Well, I think that the good news about relational leader skills mm-hmm. is that, you know, you you really probably would recognize them as as authentic leadership, servant leadership, you know, all of those kind of monikers are are all relational leader skills. And the good news is that all of those skills can be developed. And so we have actually done a few things here uh, at Emory Healthcare. We have actually placed those um that content in our frontline leader development program. So we start out with our frontline development, um, you know, really helping people know how to be relational leaders. I think in addition to that, you know, CNOs themselves can um, can develop those skills. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of thinking out there that to be a, a, a chief executive, you really do have to go to business school. Well, that's fine if if that's what you want to do. But I would always ask yourself, why do you want to go to business school? And, you know, if it's to gain leadership ability, fine. But if it's to understand the budget, that's the wrong reason. Because, you know, I think the financial skills can be acquired, you know, within your job using the systems that the organization uses but those relational leader skills are the ones that I find are most important strategically um, in order to be able to move an organization forward and have it filled with people who love what they do and patients who love to come there. Oh, I love that. Um, and, you know, you have expanded your influence so much during your career Um, You've been honored with the Lifetime Achievement Award by the American Organization of Nurse Leaders. How would you advise other nurse executives to expand their influence? 
Well, I would say that they can lean in to those executive tables and, and always sit there on the platform that you understand what happens at the at, at the place where the service of the hospital is delivered, because that information and knowledge is so critical to how an organization might might move forward. Um, you know, so I would I would offer that up as as one thing I would, would also say is is remember how very important this that leadership is throughout the organization. And to think about um, the fact that there are many people who are looking to you to figure out how to be a leader. And and so always leave yourself open to to the relationships that present themselves along the way. Um, You know, make sure staff always can contact you by email. Make sure you're visible. Make sure that that you have. Uh, system professional practice councils that you regularly attend so that you can understand what what matters uh, to the nurses who who are on the front line. And all of those things, I think, are pretty critical. And then the final thing I would say is that always be able to articulate nursing value as as one of your contributions. And, you know, don't just accept the fact that your staff may want to tell you about um, the changes they've made on some of their quality measures at the unit level, but make sure they also tell you the financial impact that those quality changes have made, because that's where you really begin to understand that that nurses are are a pretty critical element of any healthcare system's performance, and um, they're the surveillance system of a hospital. They're the um, care coordination role of any kind of ambulatory clinic. Um, you know, all of these roles are are just so important, and the CNO and other leaders at other levels should be able to articulate that. I def- I'd also like to ask what has been your experience, you know, leading as a woman and leading as a nurse, um, you know, in the C-suite, and if you have any advice for others who kind of aspire to follow in your footsteps. Oh, well, um, you know, um, I've been thinking about that and heading to AONL next week when they start giving you awards that are called Lifetime, you start feeling like Mother Pappas and, and like you should be, you know, putting yourself in a position where others can learn. And, and, and so, you know, I think that it's really important to to as a leader to always be yourself, be trustworthy. As a nurse, you're leading the most ethical and and trusted profession so you really should think about that the other thing i was i was just going to add a third thing to that is to always remember that when you when you get stuck as a leader and maybe you think oh i'm the leader i'm supposed to know what to do you know that's not necessarily true in a complex organization because you are not the source of the answer to always remember that at the point where care is delivered and at the point where you find patients and clinicians and nurses and doctors, that's where you get your answers. And don't ever hesitate or be afraid to go out there to look for them, because it really is a it plays a very important role in clearing your mind and setting the course uh, of, of things that need to happen next. So that's what I would impart to people. Absolutely. That teamwork aspect, whether you're a nurse on the front lines or serving as an executive in the C-suite, 
Um, I love that advice. Thank you so much. And, and Sharon, thank you so much for joining me on the Health Leaders Podcast. I really appreciate you sharing your insights and expertise. Well, I'm happy to be here and I am very uh, excited to go and get my award next week and, and mostly excited, not because it's me, but because what what other people I hope can take away and use for themselves. So hope that all goes well. And thank you for listening to the Health Leaders Podcast. We'll be back next Tuesday with more healthcare industry insights.